Hi, my name is Izzy. I'm going into seventh grade, and one of my favorite things about South Milwaukee is the Avenue Coffee House, and this is the SM Way Podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Bader, Communication Coordinator for the School District of South Milwaukee. There's a ritual that we've all experienced, something that's cherished and honored across the entire country. It's unique in that it's not a holiday like Thanksgiving or the 4th of July. It doesn't surround a food item or drink like the Shamrock Shake or Girl Scout cookies. But it is one that is unique to our culture, and we all have memories of it. Um, Here's Clay, a South Milwaukee junior, telling me about it out on the new football field. Go ahead. Why I love the first day of school is seeing all my classmates I haven't seen for three months over summer and meeting new teachers I'll have during the school year and developing relationships that uh, will benefit me in school. Do you remember your first day of school? Yeah, in elementary school, I remember my mom taking me out to the front yard and taking pictures of me and my siblings and it's a little tradition that we always do for every first day of school. Today on the podcast, we're hearing from the unsung heroes of that American ritual of the first day of school, the people who have worked all summer to get ready for that special first day of school ritual, the custodians and cleaners of our buildings and ground staff. I'd like you to introduce you to Jacob Mazaros, a 2018 SM alum and floating custodian in the district, who works in all of our buildings, but mainly at the middle school. So tell me about the work that you've been doing all summer. So during the summer, it's a time where we're able to get into a lot of the classrooms and a lot of other places we can't normally get. And I would say a majority of the project is waxing all the tiled floors and extracting the dirt out of all the carpeted rooms. Assuming we had everybody here at one time and not going at a rushed pace, it would probably take... We could probably get done with four rooms in a day, I would say. How many rooms are in the school? How many rooms? I, hmm, I, back when I first started here, I was told it was about 80 rooms we had to get done during the summer. It might be a little bit more. It might be a little less. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten an exact count in quite a while, but yeah, that's, that's a ballpark. Sure, and that's working around because we have summer school and other programming, right? So you have to figure out which rooms you can do and when you can do them. Correct. Um, there's rooms like the, there's places like the cafeteria as well that take an extra long time to get into because it's a multi-purpose room. People go in there for cheerleading practice. The summer fun camp is held in there, and it's hard scheduling those days to actually get in there. And then other classrooms around the building, there can be teachers that come in and might want to reorganize their stuff. They might be getting something prepping for the next school year. And as summer narrows down here, that's getting especially true. So there's things that we have to work around that make it a bit difficult to complete in a timely manner. Hmm. So How does it feel when you're done with one? It feels great. Typically, carpeted rooms smell a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can visually see that some stains have gotten out of the floor. And then for tiled rooms especially, you notice a nice clean shine over all the rooms. You notice a lot of the scratches are out of the floor. There's no more gum, gum stuck to the bottom of those floors. 
and it's nice. Yeah. It feels fresh being in there. Hey, I think it's underrated, but I think you guys um, do a lot to create that feeling of the first day of school. That 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 sense everybody knows what it feels like. Uh, I don't know if I can put a phrase to it, but just the first day of school. Um, do you guys think that way that that we're making this ready for students for for to capture kind of that that feeling? I would think so. Yes, uh, I think that students deserve a place that looks nice, that looks clean, that looks ready for them when they come back. Okay. Do you have a favorite classroom here? Do I have a favorite classroom? I would say. I would say I like working on the sixth grade wing, that one little hallway on the top floor. I like it a lot because when I first started working here, that was that was that was always the start of our summer. That's how we'd usually roll with things, and I, it's just a bit of a nostalgic feeling for it. Did you know that every school day, nearly 50 million students and six million adults? used close to 100,000 buildings, encompassing an estimated 7.5 billion gross square feet and 2 million acres of land. That's a lot of tile to wax and grass to mow, and it represents nearly half of all um, building-like office space in the country. That's, I'm almost quoting from a 2016 report by the 21st Century School Fund, the U.S. Green Building Council, and the National Council on School Facilities. The report points to research that shows that high-quality facilities help improve student achievement, reduce truancy and suspensions, improve staff satisfaction and retention, and raise property values. They're also integral to ensuring equity and educational offerings and opportunities for students. Here to talk about our little corner of the educational world is Bill King, the School District of South Milwaukee Manager of Buildings and Grounds. Uh, so, Bill King, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, Dan, thanks for having me here. Good. Um, so, we just heard from Jacob about all the work that he's been doing this summer in the middle school. Him and his is the team that he worked with. Um, and I can't get I can't get over this thought that um, that that is such an integral part of what the first day of school means. Um, from your perspective, what what work happens in the summer and how does it kind of lead into that first day of school? Well, that's a like multifaceted question. So summer, we're, we're working on projects, uh, things we can't get to during the school year. Um, we're also hitting every classroom with, with more of a top-down or a deep cleaning type of, um, type of program. So this year, uh, with a suggestion from one of our custodians, we tried something different. We didn't have as much staffing as normal, so we tried combining elementary schools to to get through the buildings, and then that led us into a little bit of energy savings as well, mm-hmm. which I'm sure yeah, we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but the tag teaming the buildings worked out really well. We had two um, experienced custodians leading our cleaning staff, which, which worked out well, and shared ideas, and um, the buildings are looking very well, mm-hmm. uh, very good for and they were done quicker than normal. So that, that really helped us out. Preparing for the first day of school, you know, last day of school, always a big event. Everyone looks forward to that. You know, we got those few weeks of June, you're kinda, we're just kinda all right, you know, just kinda taking a deep breath from the year. 
Once that July hits is kind of when we really start attacking the buildings for um, getting the rooms prepared for the next school year. So uh, they will go through, top, like I said, top down. They will go everything from the lights down to the floor. We'll get, we'll get touched in the room and get cleaned, um, and then everything put back together, ready for our staff and students to return um, late August, early September. Um, our cleaning staff will then um, revisit the rooms before the staff comes in after the cleaning just to kind of touch stuff up. So um, we have in the district 727,000 and some square feet. Um, I'd like to say every every square foot gets touched, but the vast majority does as as we're going through the summer. So we're we are trying to ensure that our kids are coming back to a clean and healthy environment. Um, it's the start of a new year, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking, you know, the the shine of those floors and the Christmas, you know, the the how clean the boards are, the whiteboards or chalkboards or whatever's in the room, you know, that everything's in its place. And I know the teachers play a part of that when it comes to the stuff, but with you guys, those those desks are straight in a straight line. You know, they're spaced out. Um, I just think if kids came back to the way it was when they left in June. You know, it wouldn't feel special, and I think that's something we don't think about. And it, it's kind of your crew that makes that happen. Correct. First day of school is special, special for everyone, even our staff, uh, our elementary custodians. That they know the names of the students coming in. They look forward to the students coming back. Um, our high school, middle school, because middle school custodians, they um, again look forward to that because once that first day of school hits. I don't want to say that's our downtime, but right now is really our busy time as we're preparing. That's when they kind of get into their routine. All right, this is what I have to do at this time. This I do this at this time. It kind of settles back down for them into more of a routine versus the hectic day-to-day -day rush trying to get prepared for school. So everyone really looks forward to that first day of school, um, and then everyone starts counting down to that first break. You know, it's, it's just a natural progression. So... Yeah. Um, our staff does a really good job with uh, with the resources we're giving on getting everything ready for for our students to come back. Um, it's a joyous day when they do come back, um, and then we will just start the process over again. You know, just kind of one of those never-ending cycles. Yeah. So, question: You mentioned resources. Um, talk about that. How many staff members do you have, and what are the different levels of responsibilities that they have? Um, well, that's changed over my tenure here. Uh, when I started, we were at 50-some uh, staff members uh, with full and part-time. Now we're down to around 30. Uh, we've, we've restructured, trying to do more with less. Um, our, our budget, uh, we haven't really, I mean, we've done some changes, but trying to uh, more full-time type of staff, um, and trying to just work smarter um, with with what we have. So we've made some changes um, to our cleaning schedules. Uh, we uh, l last year with uh, Carol Dufick and myself uh, instituted an AB cleaning. Um, so we're in every room every night, but every other night we're doing more cleaning. Um, which in turn actually helped keep our rooms cleaner 
last year than they'd been in previous years when we were trying to get into every room every night. Mm -hmm. And with our issues in staffing, the, the new schedule actually helped us maintain a cleaner building uh, throughout the year uh, through all of our locations uh, than trying to get to every room every night and doing everything in the room. So um, the restructuring we feel has worked. There's still some tweaks we'd like to do. Um, we're working through those. Uh, but staffing-wise, and knock on uh, some wood, we're pretty close to fully staffed going into this year. A few open positions, uh, not like previous years where we had... 10 to 15 open positions going into a school year. So um, we're, we're doing well. The 30, 30 or so staff members we have uh, all, for the most part, very vested in the school district. Uh, probably yeah, in a lot of grads, actually. Uh, Jacob's a 2018 grad, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, numerous grads that, that work for us. Uh, some of our custodians were grads here and have worked their way up. Um, started as summer kids for us and worked their way up through the system. Jacob is one of those. Um, started as a uh, summer helper for us and then kind of came to a part-time position and then worked his way into a uh, custodian position. So uh, we have numerous. I would say pro over 50% of our staff, South Milwaukee residents. Really? Um, okay. So um, very vested in, in what they're doing and what they're doing for our, our students here. Hmm. So that's inside the buildings. Outside the buildings in the winter, you're you're keeping the walkways clear and salted and and uh, maintained at night when the when the kids leave and cleaned and what does that all cost? I mean, those thirty people all year doing all that work. What's what's the budget? Uh, hard to quantify a, a reoccurring cost. It just there's so many variables that go into it. Um, our annual operating budget we're spending uh, we get. I believe it's around a dollar five, a dollar six cents per square foot, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, per square foot um, to to maintain the buildings throughout the year. Um, now, it's hard to quantify how much we spend on snow removal because that's such a variable. It um, and our supplies is such a fluctuating cost because of uh, cost price increases and everything. Um, we do our best to try and offset that. Um, just this past year, we had three price increases on our paper supplies, so we just went through a conversion to um, help alleviate some of that. So we changed paper products in the district, uh, new dispensers um, and new paper products throughout the district, which will which will help us save some money. Uh, we've also, at the high school, middle school, converted some of the bathrooms to hand dryers to alleviate some of that cost. Mm -hmm. um, and cleanup, I imagine too. Yeah, correct. You know, it, we don't won't have the the paper and um, on the floor, and you know, kids will be kids. Sometimes it goes into the into the toilet, so um, we don't have those costs associated with with clearing out toilets and doing stuff like that. So um, that will help help us stretch our budget a little bit further. So yeah, um, and speaking of budget, do you have some? some conservation things you put into into effect here that um, one I know that each building competes with each other to save save energy at night how does that work um, so what we do um, something we instituted probably three years ago or so was um, we have an energy cup so how that works is we compare 
the electrical use for the building from the previous year's month to to the most recent month with the electric bills that we have um, and the building that has reduced that electric use the most um, gets gets to hold on to the little trophy for the month and it's <laughs> it's um, I don't want to say a you know spirited competition but it it is bragging rights for them um, Lakeview I mean held it four or five months in a row uh unfortunately they just turned air conditioning on I, well i guess how you look at it that's a good thing fortunate for the building they now have air conditioning unfortunate for our custodian who's competing for the energy cup because that energy is going to go up a little bit because we're now running air conditioning over there so but yeah quite the uh it, it goes uh district wide the the staff they they enjoy the competition. They look forward to the newsletter we send out with the results um, of that competition. Um, and that's that's transferred into us actually, um, since we started doing this, and I haven't run the numbers here, probably a few months, but we're looking at probably a five to 10% on average reduction per building mm -hmm. on use. Mm -hmm. Now, as homeowners, everyone knows use doesn't always transmit into cost savings because you can't control the cost of energy and those are constantly going up but we are doing our best to control the use of the energy in our buildings yeah and how do you save energy in a building we've uh, we've looked at a few things so uh, in my tenure we've we are probably 60 to 65 percent of the way through converting all of our indoor lights to led lights mm -hmm. so uh, we were running um, halogen um, our fluorescent bulbs throughout the, throughout the district um, where we're converted our elementary schools are almost done um, high school middle school a little bit bigger so we're still working on that conversion but overall as a district we're 60 to 65 percent converted to uh, from led in the past five to six years so um, We've, we've put our operating budget to use in um, in making that conversion. We're committed to con continuing that conversion until we have all of those lights um, in, in our buildings converted. So um, that is one way. The other way, uh, the competition. Um, we now have custodians. We, uh, with the addition of the air conditioning at uh, Lakeview and Luther over this past year, also came some building automation, which is a much needed upgrade. Um, so now, instead of going room to room we can now control temperatures via via software at at every building so when buildings aren't occupied our custodians can go in in the in the uh, winter lower temperature in the summer or spring and fall the shoulder months raise that temperature a little bit um, by simply clicking a few buttons hey the teacher's going to be out for an hour let's raise that up a few degrees and set it for an hour then in an hour it reverts back to its programming when the teacher and kids are coming back so there's there's things we've looked at doing that we can uh, help save on some energy um, our custodians uh, again with the energy cup they they're always looking for different ways how hey how can i cut this they're on their staff members to turn lights off when they leave the room um, I don't want to say that they get nasty, but they, you know, it's a <laughs> yeah. continuous reminder. It's um, just reminding staff. Uh, a lot of our buildings, this this campus um, 
has has timers on it so if they do forget to shut lights off within 10 minutes the lights will automatically turn off so they're not on all the time so um things we've looked at uh putting in to to help with this with the uh, reduction in energy costs yeah and it's picking up in you know it's translating a little bit because uh, i know my supervisor reminded me to turn my monitors off when i leave even though i lock the computer and they go into low power you know <laughs> Uh, I got a reminder say, hey, I noticed I walked by and it was bright in there, you know, shut them off when you leave. So um, I think we're all trying to help win, <laughs> win the energy cup. Um, and there's other things like storm stormwater management. We know um, we're kind of in a low-lying area. Um, water management is a problem. Um, an innovative thing we have is the, the prairie land that people see. Tell me where that came from and how how long we've been doing it. I don't have the complete history on that. Um, yeah, it was before I, you, right? I mean, so correct. Was, yeah. That was before uh, my time here. I, I do believe it was part of uh, an agreement with the DNR when the campus was built that a certain percentage of um, the land here would remain um, as as prairie land. So um, the districts made a a very um, concerted effort to maintain that um, we bring in a couple times a year a resource environmental um, and they maintain the prairie forest so they'll go in they'll pull out a vase of species uh, make sure that it's healthy and um, that it's doing what it's supposed to do as you mentioned uh, the stormwater management um, our prairie will drain we also have four retention ponds that our prairies drain into, which then helps that water fil filter back through, uh, back to the groundwater, which as it filters through the ground, the water's getting clean, um, and then it goes as through its natural process. So uh, with those four retention ponds, that's helping us, um, as you said, we are on a floodplain here, that's helping us alleviate some of that, some of the issues that may cause by, by being on the floodplain. Uh, they also take, I imagine it takes less to main, I, I know you pay that group, but you know, you're not mowing lawn, you're not fertilizing, you're not weeding. They, they do that part, but Prairie lives here. It knows how to be here, right? So you don't have to maintain it. Correct. It is a labor savings for us. Um, much like um, the turf fields going in, that will be a big labor savings for us as we go throughout the years, which will help as we're, as we're looking at allocating funds, um, whether it's for operating or district wide, you know that's things we'll have to take into account as we're as we're looking at this. Um, these projects that that the district has done um, are very sustainable long term, and that I think is first and foremost what what we look at as when we're doing a project. Not just what are the immediate effects, what how is it sustainable long term? So that's you know, that's been a focus uh, since I've been here. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of that. Um the the football field we had a really heavy rain on monday how did it do with the water i know drainage improvement was part of it um how how was the drainage out there uh you wouldn't have known it rained so it, really? it was it was a good uh, a good test for us um now this wasn't the rains that we had uh, again before my time back in 2008 2010 there where the field actually flooded uh but our retention ponds are not even close to full uh the Drought conditions we're in may have helped us a little bit, uh, but our yeah, uh, the creek did not overflow. Uh, retention ponds did not get close to full, 
and the field just looking at it, you would not have known it rains which yeah. which is a good sign i think the marching man was out there the next day right <laughs> correct which you couldn't have done last year with the old no, field. um with with our previous grass field um it probably would have taken at least a week after a rain like that before anything could get back on it including um, long mowing painting that sort of it um, the field would have been very soft we would not have been able to get out there for for quite a while yeah that's awesome that that's that's a promise of that field that's coming true um, because a we our marching band wasn't practicing on it last year anyway they were allowed it's just football activities and now look at that big i mean that was a lot of rain i know it wasn't a big event but it was, it was a big yeah, rainy um, wet day and we we were very strict on on the use we worked with the coaches um you know pretty much eight times a year is all anyone was on that field to, to play games you know that um and that's what it would take for us to try and get that field after a game back and ready for the next game um thankfully we don't have that that issue anymore it, it's going to be such an asset to not only this campus but the district for the use that we're going to get out of that field mm -hmm. uh, and the labor saving from having to take care of it right correct you know as we look at sustainability turf doesn't last forever you know it's going to need to be replaced at some time but we're hoping that the, our cost savings will offset that as we're we're looking at putting a certain amount of, of funding away each year into um and i i need to talk with uh, dan arnold is uh into fund 46 to try and maintain and have that ready for when that happens you know if that if that's something that we're contributing to or how he's doing that but we've had those discussions it's yeah. something you know, you that we're preparing it. for yes mm -hmm. Um, but the immediate savings of us not having to go out and cut the grass two or three times a week, uh, paint the field, uh, you know, at least once a week, getting ready for games, um, that labor savings alone, that, that'll go a long way for us, mm -hmm. yes. Um, so we, we've been focusing a lot on the 15th Avenue camp, uh, campus. Um, for our listeners, that was um, paid for from a 2004 referendum. Um, we paid the building at least the high school building off early that that money we borrowed we, that got paid in 2022 um you've been maintaining it well your your department's been maintaining it for 20 years what are some projects now that it it you know um that you're involved in this year because i know this is a big year f for out there we talked about the football field what what else is going on on there so at the at the high school um last summer we had a flood uh one of our roof trains failed um and our field house got flooded mm -hmm. yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah so um this year this summer the the whole floor is being replaced so that is a project that is ongoing we're um, expecting that project to be done by september 1st for uh, the start of school year so um so that we don't uh, displace any uh phi ed kids um Athletics, a little bit of displacement in uh, this month because of practice times, um, but working with um, Ante on that and just finding alternate facilities for him to be able to to practice, um, have their tryouts, etc. Um, while the while this going on today, they're actually uh, sanding the floor. They'll be staining the floor tomorrow. 
Uh, next step after staining is is the painting and then putting the, the, the finishing coats on it and then we'll be able to open that back up. Uh, the walking track is another that was affected with the flood as well. Uh, Right now that is tore up and they will be in that we'll have that open by september 1st as well um the the old track is out just waiting for um our vendor to come back in and put the new track down so yeah and that wasn't at a cost to the district right that's an insurance claim correct right? yeah. um uh, uh there was our deductible but um that has been paid and then yes uh, all the costs associated with this are are uh, being paid th uh, through our insurance company um which a project of this side is it's a pretty substantial amount so which which is good yeah yeah um and then the building got a a, a deeper clean than you would even normally do in the summer right? correct <sighs> covid was one of those times you know um when most of us were were locked in our houses we actually um looked at that as an opportunity so we uh our staff was uh labeled as essential so we were in the buildings and we were able to get um a lot of things done that normally we don't um this summer historically summer school is held at, at our high school this summer because of uh the projects we have going on uh the decision was made to move it to our middle school which gave us another opportunity in this building that we don't normally get um Usually we, by the time summer school ends and staff starts returning, it's a two to three week period that we have to try and get through the vast majority of classrooms. Uh, we had all summer here. So things that I don't want to say not necessarily not the cleaning, but the the general maintenance in classrooms, things that we can't normally get to um, in the summer, we we're able to get to in this at this building this year. So um which is an added benefit, which helps us then in the long run as we're looking at keeping this building looking new. Um, building looks very good for being 20 years old. It, um, the summit that was held here last week, I was in the hallways and numerous compliments on, on how the building looked, which, you know, it's always a good boost to the pride and ego when, when that happens. And I always make sure that I share that with our staff. Um, it's not me that's out there doing that. It's our staff that's, you know, from from our cleaning staff in the evenings to our custodians during the day to our maintenance staff that's there assisting and helping. Um, it takes that team to get that building ready and to have it looking like it does. I escorted a family down to the guidance office. It was open and rolling and it was time to get their schedule. And the mom... Um, attended here when the building opened and the, she's bringing her son they live in, in Cudahy now but she's bringing her son in and when we walked out of the district office in to the, near the PAC and then his eyes just lit up at just how cool it, it looks and how it does right. look brand new and my kids too well, the first time I brought them here they're like wow it looks like a college you know um, and I could just it's that feeling it was that that child I met just had a first day of school feeling, you know, the potential of what he's going to learn or what he wants to, his future just seemed pretty bright to him right in that moment, looking at that. And for his mom to be here, she had spent most of her high school in the old high school and the middle school and uh, coming back, you know, it's the first time back in the building since then. Uh, and she was, it was just this really neat bookend to the whole, the whole story that we're trying to tell here. Yeah. 
the it, it is a beautiful building it, um, and you, you hit it on the head it does it looks like a college campus you know it looks as you walk in not the easiest to always maintain and keep clean from our perspective that you know you have the exposed beams the the high windows etc um and carol and myself we we're always harping on you know don't keep your eyes on the floor all the time you know keep looking around notice stuff that needs to be done and and do your best to keep that to keep that clean so um i i will agree the my first time walking through this um in coming from a more traditional type high school you you're blown away it you walk through this you're like wow kids get to come here every day that this is not a, a standard type of building that most high school kids are going to you know um and i think that goes into uh the thought process for for the turf fields that we're not doing just a standard type you know we're trying um the design was for that wow factor the, this building has that that football field has that wow factor you know that this district is unique and special in that way and that you know that's something that all the residents should be very proud of in this district so it's you know there's there's a lot of good going on here well, that is a great place to stop. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, Bill King, thank you for being on the podcast. Again, thanks for having me. That's our episode. Thanks for listening. And thank you to Izzy for our introduction at the beginning, for Clay for talking about the school, and to Jacob Mazaros and Bill King for the behind-the-scenes look at their work. I hope you and your children enjoy the first day of school. Here in South Milwaukee, that's September 5th. If you come to our open houses in the coming weeks or pop in to say hello, take a look around at how the buildings shine. The oldest is Lakeview, which was built in 1957. That shine is due to a lot of hard work. Have a great day.